Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. He's a friend of mine, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, retired. Uh, Jeff, how are, how are you? Good to see you. Yes, I'm retired from the military, but I'm still at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a hold of you earlier today. You're on the roof doing something, and I appreciate that. You are still at it. You're still uh, definitely in the fray. You, you know what's going on domestically. You know what's happening internationally. I want to get into all that. First and foremost, his new book is called Union Terror, Debunking the False Justifications. And there it is. Uh, false Justifications for Union Terror Against Southern Civilians in the American Civil War. This is out now. Go and get this. Um, and I want to get into that in earnest in a moment, but, but I want to start with what we're seeing going on um, internationally, even as we speak. What's going on, I see, I see Zelensky in his stupid green shirt and his fatigues or whatever, as if he's some badass. He's a, like a five foot five guy that was on Dancing with the Stars and dressed like women uh, half the time. Here's a guy that's banking a lot of stuff. He's got villas worth millions. He's got a yacht, from what I understand, worth millions. He's shutting down free speech, shutting down religious beliefs, but yet he's calling himself a democracy. And oh, by the way, Jeff, there is a, a an election coming up, but he doesn't think there should be an election because we're at a time of war, so he should just keep power. What, what are your thoughts about what's happening in Ukraine today? Well, first of all, uh, you're not going to defeat the Russians. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's what everybody asked. The, uh, you know, the offensive that was supposed to be in the spring, the Ukrainians are going to push the Russians out, never materialized. And then they push it to the summer, never happened. It's not going to happen. Uh, the, uh, the Russians are in the eastern part of Ukraine. They're not going to be moved. And it's a war of attrition right now. And the Ukrainians cannot win. I don't care how much money we pour into them, how many beans and bullets we give them. They simply cannot win. Uh, why? Because of personnel. You need somebody to drive the trucks, drive the tanks, uh, you know, go fight in the infantry. Uh, their military is about 260,000 when this thing started. They've lost about half in dead and wounded already. Of course, they've had some you know, new folks coming in. They've got recruitment gangs going across the country, lining pe- rounding people up. They're simply not enough men to fight the war. And the Russians can keep you know, this up for another year, two years, doesn't matter. Uh, they have an unlimited supply of reinforcements. The Ukrainians have nobody left. Within six months, the, the well is dry. In fact, this is the Ukrainian commander just said this two days ago. Uh, he said, you know, we have no replacements. And the Russians have unlimited replacements. So do the math. Uh, the Biden administration will not negotiate a peace. And, uh, you know, that's ridiculous. You have to negotiate a peace uh, to stop the killing, stop the fighting and uh, draw new boundaries, set up international you know, voting issues or whatever you want to do. But there's got to be some negotiations. This has got to stop. Well, there are a couple of schools of thought. It's Jeffrey Atticott. Go and get his book. It's called Union Terror, um, it, Debunking the False Justification for Union Terror Against Southern Civilians in the American Civil War. It is out now. Go and get this. Um, what, what, what's confusing is you told me a long time ago that they could have negotiated a peace very, very early on. Nobody even died yet, um, or, or maybe just a few. Now you've got um, reports from our administration and from the complicit media that not only is Russia losing, Ukraine is about to kick them completely out of the country. And your response to that would be what? It's a lie. I mean, whatever you hear from the Biden administration, basically assume the opposite and you're far closer to the truth. Is that, tell- to, is that to keep us okay with sending billions over? Is that the reason why? Why lie about that? Just tell us what's going on. Of course. I mean, that's you, know, you can't, you know, again, those documents that were released a couple of months ago by that individual, uh, and everybody got all upset about how he didn't get these secure documents. The documents said in the Pentagon, in the very documents that 
the Russians are winning, the Ukrainians are losing. It's simply a math problem. That's, uh, you know, if I can take a, a shameless plug, my book, Union Terror, the same thing that Grant did to defeat Lee is what the Russians are doing to defeat the Ukrainians. Grant knew he could not out-strategize Lee. Uh, he had an army that was massive, three times larger, well-supplied, and he simply went straight ahead like a gigantic tank and didn't go to the left, didn't go to the right, and he said, I can keep losing longer than his entire army, but Lee knew, um, and so did Grant, that this is a war of attrition. It's simply a matter of time. Grant was called the butcher by his soldiers because they knew he would send him in the meat grinder, but the Union had unlimited replacements. The Confederacy did not, and that's how Lee was defeated and how the war was lost. Same it's, 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 a little, it's a little different here because we, I don't still to this day, maybe you know, I don't know why Russia did this. Uh, I know what, the, what the, uh, the Civil War was about. It was about states' rights. I've said this historically. Every time I talk about that war, had the South just freed the slaves, they probably had a better chance of winning, but they were too arrogant, didn't free the slaves in the South, and then it made the war allegedly about slavery that you and I know it wasn't. It was about states' rights. But, but uh, Lincoln made a very, very uh, pertinent point when he said, yes, we believe in states' rights, but we can't ignore the morality of it. And if you don't get rid of slavery, then that's going to be your, your, your problem here. So I believe that. Uh, we know what it was about. It was about states' rights. It was about what goods the South had. They, they probably shouldn't have shot the first shot at Fort Sumter and so on. I don't know why Russia did this other than they just want that land Putin says it's not what it was about. It's about stopping Nazis, about stopping corruption. We know that there are all these labs in Ukraine. We have no idea why these labs are there. Jeff, I'm going to shut up because I just want to know the answer. <laughs> why did Russia do this? Well, first of all, that eastern part where the Russians are right now is majority Russian, ethnic Russian. Uh, and Crimea was primarily Russian. So Crimea went back to Russia during the Obama administration, and there has been a conflict long before the Russians invaded Ukraine between those provinces that wanted independence, they wanted to break away, states' rights, if you will, and uh, and the Ukrainians did not want them to break away. So okay. you know, thousands of people were dying long before the Russians went in in combat, and so the Russians thought they could have a quick knockout blow, again, parallel to Lincoln in 1861, quick knockout blow in, in the Battle of Manassas, which didn't happen. It didn't work out, They had out, to no. go in for a long, the long haul. That's what the Russians are doing. Um, so, yeah, it, it, again, in the book, I'm, this is not a brief that the South should have won the war. I'm certainly happy that the North won the war. I believe God right. controls history. But you have to do a right thing in a right way. The book's about how the Union intentionally used terror against innocent women and children, yeah. black Southerners, white Southerners, by the thousands. And they did that for a variety of reasons, which I cover in the book, and their justifications are all phony. So back to the Biden administration. Uh, again, they know, the Pentagon knows that we are not winning. So why in the world do they keep saying we're going to pump in billions of more dollars the next you know, offensive in the in the fall didn't work. Offensive in the spring didn't work. Offensive in the summer it's not working. It's not going to work. It, it's simply the Russians are playing the long game, yeah. and um, they're not going to be driven out. So therefore, and and uh, by the way, we're now sending in cluster bombs, and those little children will be remembering this years after this war is over. Right. Missing it legs is. and arms, and those bombs are designed. Um, you know, they're not designed to harm civilians, but they harm them. When you drop them, they scatter out, and civilians are going to be destroyed by the use of this outlawed weapon by half the civilized countries of the world, and we're using it. We're supposed to be the example to the world.
Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, get his book. It's called Union Terror. It is available now. Let me show it to you again for those who are watching. Uh, we'll get into that in earnest in, in a second. Um, I've gotta, I have to ask you this, though, because the argument is if we say let's negotiate peace, let's get the hell out of there, let's stop sending our, our great-grandchildren's money over to Ukraine just to cover for the Bidens, I think. Um, if we say that, the answer on the other side is, yeah, but then Russia can continue to, to incur. Then they go to, into Belarus, then they can go into Poland, then go to this, go into that. We, we literally have people that are this close to admitting Ukraine into NATO, which would mean World War III. You know that. So what do you say to people who, who make the claim, it's not a bad claim, that if you allow Russia to do this, what's stopping them from continuing? Well, this is the same thing we heard in Vietnam, isn't it? If we it lose is. Vietnam, then all the other countries will fall to the communists. Uh, I'm not buying it. The Russians, of course, have an interest. Again, the eastern provinces, they're Russians that live there. Crimea, Russians. And if those people under self-determination want to leave Ukraine and go to Russia, uh, who are we to tell them what they can and can't not do? This is a problem for the Europeans in my mind. So the other countries, of course, are joining NATO, and we have a firm block uh, you know, in the NATO alliance, so Russia is not going to attack a, a country that's in NATO. But you're right, <laughs> Ukraine is not a democracy by any measure. And again, Lincoln had elections in 1864 during the middle of our civil war, and yet the Ukrainians are now saying, well, we can't have an election because we're in a war. Um, no, you know, a democracy moves forward. And uh, so, no, you, Ukraine, you know, uh, this, this issue has to be settled before we even think about admitting them to NATO. And there has to be some type of reconciliation, some type of an agreement. Russia's going to get something. Ukrainians are going to get something. Nobody's going to be an absolute winner or loser unless we keep it this strategy and Ukraine will be an absolute loser. Is there a way to negotiate a peace that would include if you take one more inch of any country other than your own, then the entirety of the world will just completely uh, um, bombard you. I mean, how do you, what leverage do we have with a weak president at 1600 Pennsylvania to have, we have no leverage at all, do we, against Russia? We sit down, we do a peace deal, they get what they wanted, which was the land, which is the argument against giving them what they wanted. Um, again, what are they afraid of? Are they afraid of Biden? I don't think so. No, and, and we're in a position of weakness right now. I mean, I'm, I'm convinced that if uh, we had President Trump in the second term, you would never have had the disaster in Afghanistan. You would never have had the Russians invade in Ukraine. Uh, and I think if we have a change in administration, a deal will be cut. Uh, stability will be established. We'll establish new fault lines and we'll you know, make them sign a treaty. Um, and we'll try to move forward with economic issues and try to, you know, try to entice them, use the carrot, uh, not just the stick, but use the carrot to entice the Russians to come back into a position where we can deal with them and get them away from the Chinese, because that's another unintended consequence that nobody really thought about, is we've driven the Russians and the Chinese together, which is something you do not want to do, because the Chinese are far more dangerous than the Russians, far more dangerous. And if the Russians and the Chinese are together, we have a real problem, because then they have all the leverage they want over anybody on Earth, including us. So we've tried our best to keep us separated, or keep them separated, China over here, Russia over here, um, letting them get into bed over Afghanistan, which is where I think it started. Am I wrong about that? Because China suddenly gets the, the air base, and, and we're just out of there. We just get up and leave, and we left this vacuum for them to say, hey, why don't we get together on something? Well, all, every dictator, before they attack, they tell you what they're going to do. The Chinese are telling us they're going to take Taiwan. The Chinese are telling us they want world dominance, and they're moving towards that. Um, you know, for, for centuries, China has always kind of looked in 
Uh, they haven't really looked out. Uh, they've been looking out for the last 20, 30 years, ever since uh, you know Richard Nixon went to China and opened up the, uh, uh, the Iron Curtain, as it were. Uh, they've been expanding, and of course, they're using our dollars to do it because we're buying their goods and services, and uh, they have amassed a tremendous amount of wealth coming from the West, primarily from the United States. Nixon is often given credit for going there and making better relations. Was that a mistake? No, it wasn't a mistake. But then when you give them favored nation status in terms of trading, where it's an unequal, unbalanced situation, and uh, the reforms that are uh, that are occurring in China are not you know, real, they're really show reforms, um, you know, we got drunk on the cheap labor and the cheap goods, primarily. It's it, yeah. usually in almost everything, if you look at current events, follow the money. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, uh, the yeah. cheap labor. And, uh, you know, capitalists here that have no integrity will sell their soul for an extra dollar. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott, get his book. It's called Union Terror, Debunking the False Justifications for Union Terror Against Southern Civilians in the American Civil War. This is something that we don't learn about in history class, Jeff. Um, you and I agree the North should have won. The Union should have won. I believe it's the Republicans that beat the Democrats. Um, I think that they were too arrogant in the South. They didn't get rid of slavery, which probably would have helped their cause very quickly. I don't know if they, they would have won, but they would, certainly would have had a better chance of winning. I've got some former teacher writing me emails now. He heard me say one thing about the Civil War, and he's the expert, and I'm an idiot. Let, let's let's cl- clear the air here a second. The yeah. Union was righteous in winning. I'm glad that we reunified, but we never, ever, ever, never. And I've gone to school as a kid in New York. I've gone to school as a kid in Florida. Um, I, I went to college in Florida. I've now been in media a long time. I've learned from different regions of this country the thought process about the Civil War. I've never once heard that um, the Union was using terrorist tactics to no. win the war or even after winning a, a section of geography, leaving nothing but burnt dust in their path. Yeah. T- t- fill the people in who are watching and listening exactly what happened here. Well, again, it's a, it's a complex subject, and there's many causes for the war. Uh, but primarily, I always say, follow the money. Again, uh, people that say that the war was entirely about slavery, I always uh, throw out something to them. I said, did you realize that four slave states fought in the Union the entire war? If the war's about slavery, why would slave states fight for the Union? It was literally an afterthought. It was about <laughs> states' rights, and it was about well, growing government in the South disagreeing with growing government, I thought. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, there, again, there's a lot of causes, and the evil of slavery, again, the vast majority of Southerners didn't own slaves. Robert E. Lee abhorred the institution of slavery, and of course, he's demonized now. He wrote after the war, he said, I would gladly have suffered all I have suffered and lost all have I have lost to have the uh, evil of slavery washed away from the land. He didn't see himself as fighting for slavery. It was uh, it was basically uh, the Upper South seceded when Lincoln called for soldiers to go down to the Lower South to force them back in the Union. That's what caused Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Arkansas to leave the Union. It wasn't about slavery at all. And as I said, four other slave states, Maryland, Delaware, uh, Kentucky, and Missouri, they stayed in the Union and fought with the Union slave states. Uh, and slavery did not end in those states until way after the war was over uh, with the passage of the 13th Amendment. The South did actually pass legislation in 1865 to free slaves that fought for the South in their military. Right. Lincoln did it in 63, where he armed right. black uh, you know, individuals from North and South to go in the army. But racism was alive and well in the North and the South. It still is today. So there's no virtuous North and the evil South, which we hear all the time. But again, all that aside, uh, Lincoln intentionally, with Grant, used terrorism against innocent civilians in Georgia, 
South Carolina, uh, northern Alabama, northern Mississippi. This is what the, what the book covers to target them with violence. And typically what would occur, they would move into, as Sherman marched across Georgia, Right. Husband's gone. You're there with the kids. Oh, they did steal all your animals, kill all your animals that they didn't take, and then burn down your home. In most cases, in South Carolina, they burned every home. Completely your- unnecessary. So, so oh, why would they do it? It's pure, pure spite, pure terrorism. And again, the goal of the terrorists is to instill fear. Lincoln thought, if I can terrorize the Southerners in the South to, to stop the war, then I'm going to do it. So Sherman did that with Lincoln's approval or by Lincoln's orders? Lincoln's approval. Yeah, the book documents that very clearly. Wow. Uh, and of course, they're very sly. They didn't, you know, they didn't come out and, and have speeches about it. Uh, they cover their butt. But again, I've got telegrams, I've got documents, I've got diaries, all in the book, well researched. Uh, so. Really appreciate having Jeffrey Atticott on, and obviously we're we're having an audio issue there, and we're going to post the entire thing. It's an incredible book where he talks about exactly what happened in the Civil War, and whether you like it or not, Grant and Sherman, and he says Lincoln was involved, and he's got telegrams, and he's got actual information that is um, that is involved here that proves what they were doing, and they didn't have to do it to civilians. It didn't make any sense. All right, so I'll put the entire thing up on uh, on Rumble later on. Make sure you go check that entire thing out. Eight 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 nine four one Pags JoePags dot com. We're back after this. This is the Joe Pags Show. Glad to have you. I appreciate you. I'll put that entire interview up. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott tonight on Rumble. Let's do some pop culture. Whoop. Dirty pop. What's happening, Polo? So you had kind of hinted to it earlier about the LeBron James thing with his son. Right. Uh, apparently, Bronny James had suffered a cardiac arrest during his USC workout yesterday. Uh it, it was serious enough that they said that the when the the ambulance was coming that it was a, a code three, which means that the lights and sirens were going, signifying that the serious the seriousness of the emergency. Makes no sense. The guy's eighteen. We'll have Doctor Peter McCullough on tomorrow. We'll talk about that. That's Polo. That's Sam. I'm Joe Bike. This is the Joe Pag Show. 